Welcome to the latest episode of Women's Hockey Digest. I'm your host Stephen Eppers and today I'm delighted to be joined by Jamie Goldsmith from the Connecticut Whale and Kelsey Colzer from the Metropolitan Riveters. First up is Jamie Goldsmith. Delighted to welcome to the podcast Jamie Goldsmith from the Connecticut Whale. Jamie, thanks so much for joining me. How's it going? Good, Steve. Thanks for having me. Hey, it's great. It's um, We've just had Thanksgiving. We've got another weekend of NWHL action coming up. So before we start getting into some hockey talk, how did you spend your Thanksgiving? Yeah, um, so broke tradition a little bit. Usually go down uh, to Philly and spend some time with the family, but um, stayed up here in Connecticut and my family came to me. We went out to eat. Out to eat. It was um, it was nice. Parents were pretty psyched. They didn't have to cook. They didn't have to clean. Um, and I ended up coaching in a tournament this this past weekend um, in Schenectady, which is why it didn't make a whole lot of sense for me to go home. Do you know I look forward to that day because my wife's American, so we tend to do the cooking. I actually look forward to the fact that when my two boys grow up and I don't have to do the cooking for a change. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, it, I mean, it's funny. I, I'm sure at some point that'll be put into my hands and um, I'm not quite prepared for it. So maybe new tradition might be going out. We'll see. <laughs> One last quickfire question about Thanksgiving. So Black Friday or Cyber Monday? Oh, that's a good question. I do uh, like the intensity of, of going out for Black Friday shopping. Um, and I'm truly, I've, I've missed, the, missed the boat on Cyber Monday, I think, this year. But um, yeah, so if I had to answer that question, it would be Black Friday shopping in the action. <laughs> so, well, it, as we record this, it is still Cyber Monday, so you've got a little bit of time left yet to make any purchases that you do want to make. But um, let's move away from shopping. Let's talk some hockey. Before we look ahead this weekend, sure. let's learn a bit more about you. So when did you first start playing hockey, and was there a particular team you rooted for when you grew up? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I, I grew up in Philly, uh, definitely a big Philadelphia Flyers fan. Um, big part of the reason I started playing was my mom also grew up in Philly. She grew up in the time that they won back-to-back cups in the 70s. Um, so I have pretty vivid memories of her watching games, getting pretty jazzed on the, the living room couch. Um, so that's one reason I got into it. I probably started playing competitively when I was about five or six, but certainly with skating before that, um, did like a learn to play, uh, prior to that played a lot of, of roller hockey on the patio, uh, at home. I had an older brother that played as well. Um, and other kids in the neighborhood that would play. So, uh, and, and then also was just a big fan of the Mighty Ducks movies. So, uh, a lot of, a lot of influences there. Uh, but the big one being, I think my mom being a huge Philly Flyers fan. I think for me, when it comes to Flyers and the the city of Philadelphia, I always think of very, very passionate fans. It's a very passionate sports city anyway, and I'm sure you'd probably agree with that. Yeah, no, there's no doubt. It's been been rough being a Philly fan. We certainly have had our ups and downs. Um, But, you know, still totally an enjoyable sports city. I've, I've been living in New England for the last four or five years. Um, and I think New England fans forget that they once were bad at things. Um, <laughs> and they, they have that luxury of having some, some championships. So uh, I have hope as a Philly fan that maybe one day we'll get there. 
I wouldn't want to upset any of our um, New England listeners, but yes, they have been um, pretty spoiled over the, the last few years across all four sports, and um, they've had championships across all of those. But yeah, it, it does one of those things. It does go in swings and roundabouts, but they've been very successful lately. But obviously, hopefully better times ahead for Philadelphia. And sort of talking to yourself about your particular hockey playing career, is there any sort of like game day rituals that you have um, sure. I think just generally trying to get a good night's sleep, um, prior getting a good meal, uh, in the morning right off the bat. And then really just kind of trying to relax on game days. I think probably growing up, I probably had a lot more, um, superstitions and those, I think I, as I found growing, getting older, um, that those kind of got into my head. And if they didn't go the way I wanted them to go, it affected my game. So it became more about just preparing my body for the, for the game, uh, to be one, make sure like that my legs were fresh. Um, and two, making sure I had, um, I was feeling my body, right. Having the best nutrition I could. And then three, having good sleep. So it became more about, um, about those good habits as opposed to just superstitions. Um, but before the game, I certainly like to kick the soccer ball around with some of some of my teammates, uh, try to stay loose, have fun. It's, it's just been a lot of fun to get back into it. Um, so I'm trying to kind of enjoy the ride. No, absolutely. I think it's, it's a great time to um, ask you a question that one of our listeners sent in. Scott Lobdell says, what is the hardest huh. mental aspect for you when playing hockey and what methods do you employ to manage it? Yeah, so that's that's a real curveball, Scott, and um I've known I've known Scott for a while and we talk a lot about how mental hockey is. Uh there are, I think for the most part it is a mental game, especially as you get into some of the the higher um competitive levels and um, I mean, you look at it from you can look at it from a couple different perspectives. From a, from a team perspective, momentum is entirely mental. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a team is if a team's feeling better about the way they're playing, it's the ups and downs of of the game, the kind of natural emotional roller coaster, and, and managing that. As an individual, it is it's kind of the same thing, right? Like you have to try to find, especially at this level, have to try to find ways to continue to contribute to the team's success. Um, even when you aren't, nec- you don't feel like you necessarily have your best stuff. Um, and then I think also individually over the grand, over the course of a season, something that can be difficult is um, buying in and understanding a role, your role and how you contribute to the success of a team um, in me as a, as a coach, I value and really hope that all of my players feel like they have some sort of role. Uh, and sometimes you get players that want to want to be something bigger or better that they might not necessarily have the skill set for what, it, whatever it is, but getting them to feel like they are contributing in some way, um, I think is, is really important. And that can be that can be mentally taxing for sure. So uh, as far as dealing with that uh, and the methods for dealing with that is, is knowing that when you, if you can buy into that, that your team is going to have, and it, hockey, hockey is such a team sport, um, but being able to buy into that, knowing you are contributing to the success of a team, not just 
yourself. I think it's always interesting for me is the fact you brought a momentum there. It always reminds me of another one, the, the clutch gene, as they kind of call it, you know, how to kind of measure that. And that for me is always another interesting one because they say certain players are good in the clutch, but how do you try right. and measure that? Yeah, I think a lot of like clutch players, it just becomes habit. They're able to um, rise to an occasion. You can kind of rely on them to, and at least know that they have a pretty good chance of changing a game. Um, and, you know, sometimes you do need a player or two to kind of come up with, be the spark plugging and come up with the big play. But a lot of times leading up to that and getting back to uh, every player kind of having a role, a lot of little things happen along the way to be able to get to that big moment. Um, so you kind of have that clutch player. They're, they're the finisher, but everyone leading up to that, you know, it might be blocking shots or chipping pucks out of, of uh, the defensive end or whatever it might be. It's just taking care of those little jobs that's able to lead to that big moment. No, absolutely. And that's a, a great question there from, uh, from Scott, and I appreciate you sending it in. And just while we're on the Twitter questions, there was one other one that came in from uh, Dan Rice. He says, did you ever think in your wildest dreams that Rebecca Morse and yourself will be in the NWHL together? <laughs> um, no, I mean, it truly, so Moose and I went to, she plays for the Riveters now, but we went to National Sports Academy together in um, Lake Placid for high school. We were there together for, I believe, three seasons. Um, you know, at the time, I don't think either of us really could have dreamt up this league. And so the fact that it's available to us now and that we're playing it, it is, is pretty, uh, is pretty special. And there've been some other players that have come out that went to NSA that have also played, uh, in the league, Beth Hanrahan, um, being one Celeste Brown being another, uh, you know, TT Sanfrano went there. She's been, she's been drafted. Um, she's still at Quinnipiac. So there's some other players in the mix from from nsa and uh but no for to to be in the league with with moose um i mean i could tell you there there are times i was reading her her english homework while she's going to bed right like that i mean that that was the the dorm life um i don't think we ever thought that we'd be playing in or at least i never thought that i'd be playing in a professional hockey league with her absolutely and uh thanks for that one as as well dan and just to obviously look at your um, NWHL career as it is now. How did the opportunity to play for the Connecticut World come about? Yeah, uh, that's a, it's a good question. Um, it was entirely an unexpected path. I don't think I ever thought that I'd be playing competitively again. I haven't played competitively since my senior year at St. Lawrence um, in 2013. So um, to come back, basically I, I, you know, moved to the area for a new job. Um, so part of it had to do with just being in the right location. Um, I think, you know, a lot of pieces kind of fell into place it being a, an Olympic year, there being some spots available. Um, Amanda Bouye was my teammate at St. Lawrence and playing coaching at Yale. So she's also in the area. She's also from the area, but, um, you know, she, she was playing, she just kind of shot me a text saying um, that they're, they were looking for players and asked me if I'd consider uh, at that point, got a call from coach Aquali and we got the, the ball rolling and, and truly I was hesitant to come back um, into playing. And I'm very glad I did for uh, several reasons, but I'm having an awesome experience playing for the whale, um, playing with 
with these girls has been, has been amazing. They're such a fun group. Um, and, and me as a coach, I'm learning a lot from them and from uh, the coaching staff. Absolutely. And we've already seen some crazy things on Twitter already since the season started. But how do you think you've settled in so far? Uh, truly, I, I think um, I, didn't, I didn't expect to be kind of playing the role I am. I was expecting to be kind of a bubble player, um, maybe a role player as we talk about. And um, so I feel like, you know, I'm settling into the pace. I certainly had to get myself into shape pretty quickly. Um, and it's been a lot of fun, I think, able to, to play a couple different roles between killing some penalties, getting some time um, on the power play and um, hopefully contributing on, on both sides of the puck. Of course, this weekend, the Whale play those undefeated Riveters. Um, what's your thoughts on the game? heading into this weekend? Yeah, I mean, this, it's, a, it's a big weekend. Obviously, the Riveters being um, undefeated, they've been able to create a ton of offense, um, you know, and, and we're just, you know, a, a nitty-gritty, grinding team, and we, we tend to find a way um, to, to stay competitive, and I think a lot of that has to do with the chemistry in our locker room. But, um, you know, it, it's, it's certainly a big game. We're coming, we're, both teams are coming off break. Um, and we're, you know, we're going down to, to their barn, but, um, yeah, we're, we're certainly looking forward to the weekend, trying to slow them down as they enter the zone and, um, taking our chances when we can. Absolutely. And do you think obviously being a team that you are playing that, that gritty type game, you could be the team that could actually stop this winning streak? Yeah, I'm, we're certainly, uh, positioning ourselves to do that. Uh, doing our homework on on the Riveters, and there's I mean there's no doubt they're they're a highly skilled team. Um, you know they're they're in great shape, and uh, you know we're I think we've been pretty focused on and and excited for this game to come since the last game. We really didn't feel like you know they were necessarily a, a better team than us, but um, they were able to capitalize on some some more opportunities. We certainly need to do our due diligence and try to stay out of the box and, and lessen their opportunities uh, to be on the power play and with, especially with a very offensive team. Um, so we've, we've definitely been preparing for that and, and hoping that we can uh, be the, be the first ones to, to beat them. Absolutely. And that's coming up this weekend and that's going to be a great game. But for now, I just want to thank yourself, Jamie, for joining me today and would like to wish you and the team all the very best this season. Thanks, Steve. Appreciate it. Great stuff from Jamie. Now time for Kelsey Colzer. Delighted to welcome to the podcast Kelsey Colzer from the Metropolitan Riveters. Kelsey, thanks so much for joining me. How's it going? It's good. Thank you so much for having me. Hey, it's a pleasure. It's another week of NWHL action and there hasn't been any games over the weekend. So we'll start on that side of things. So how was your Thanksgiving break? Uh, it was great. It was awesome just to spend time with family and kind of send have some great food at the same time, but I'm very, very excited to, to get back get back to hockey, get back to practices, and I'm very excited for our game this weekend. No, absolutely. I think it's going to be interesting just to see like how the teams come out of the break. I, I discussed it with some of the players before is that you know when you're on a winning streak, did the break come at a bad time? If you're on a losing streak, did you, know, you get a chance to kind of look at a few things? So it'll be very interesting to see exactly how the game goes at the weekend for the Riveters. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, having that break, because it's 
you know, time to, I think, regroup and, and spend time with family and friends. I think, um, you know, I think coming out of it, we're just going to be as excited to, to keep that one streak going and just have a nice kind of refreshed um, out, outlook on, on the games coming up and kind of stay energized and keep on working towards our mission. Absolutely. But before we talk more Riveters hockey, let's get to know you a little bit better. So when did you first start skating? I first started playing hockey when I was four. Um, my A lot of my, both my older cousins played. Um, my uncle was very involved and, um, you know, my mom was always around the rink, always taking me to their games. Um, so I was very close to the game from such a young age that, um, you know, my mom and my uncle suggested, you know, getting me into hockey and um, I kind of took off from there. I, I never looked back. In high school, you experienced a knee injury. How frustrating was that? It was, I mean, it was definitely hard. Um, you know, I, I had two knee surgeries, um, one in my junior year, one right before my senior year. And so to have that kind of in the back of my mind going into college was definitely hard. And it was just something that I mentally had to overcome. Um, you know, it was, Definitely, I think, a little bit of a roadblock. But then, even in high school, not being able to participate my senior year and, um, you know, really having that limitation, it was hard. But, you know, it was something that, you know, I think made me stronger in the end. And um, it was something that I learned, you know, once you mentally get over your fears, um, you know, it kind of, it opens the door for for a lot of good, um, which I think showed kind of, you know, following my freshman year of college. No, absolutely. And talking about your, your college career, you played at Princeton. Was that the only choice for you? Were there other places you could have potentially gone to? Um, I mean, there were a couple of other places that I toured, um, just, you know, to keep the options open. But, I mean, Princeton was always my number one. It was a dream of mine um, for a long time. And so, you know, once I saw the possibility of Princeton, um, it was kind of a no-brainer. You know, I... I went with it and um, took advantage of, of the opportunities that, that Princeton gave me. Do you remember most about your time there? Um, honestly, I think it's, it's the different people that I was able to meet, um, whether it be through hockey or um, classes or even just, you know, the different social events on campus. Um, you know, what, what I miss the most is definitely the, the different people that made my time there so great. No, this is it. And obviously, after um, Princeton, that started off another chapter for you. You was drafted first overall by the Riveters in the 2016 draft. How special was that to be the first overall pick? Um, it was amazing. You know, obviously, this is the closest equivalent that, you know, this is this is our NHL. And so to, growing up, you always dream of of playing professional hockey. But, you know, when I was young, that, that wasn't necessarily an option. Um, and so to have this and to have just the option to play, continue playing professional hockey, and then, you know, to see myself recognized as the number one overall pick, it was it was really, really special moment for me. What does it mean to you to be part of something that is growing? It is very important, especially, you know, being who I am, being, you know, a minority within ice hockey and then, you know, growing up in an area that isn't necessarily 
um, you know, a hotbed for hockey, so to speak, um, you know, in, in the Pennsylvania kind of New Jersey area, there is so much potential for, for girls ice hockey and women's ice hockey. And, you know, I'm really excited to get to continue to grow this game and, and um, you know, spread its popularity and show girls that it's fun and it's exciting and, you know, you can do it. You can play. I know it, it can be, you know, a rather intimidating sport, so to speak. But, you know, I, hockey is the greatest sport, I think, in the world, obviously. And, and so I'm excited to get to grow that and spread that message and, you know, help girls realize that. I couldn't agree more. I think it is the greatest sport in the world. It's the the one sport that I really, really like, and it's the one sport that seems to grab my kids' attention. So I couldn't agree more from that particular perspective. And, of course, you joined the Riveters towards the end of last season. How much of an adjustment did you find that? Um, I mean, I think it was definitely helpful that I had just come off my Princeton season. Um, But there was definitely an adjustment. I mean, even if you just think you're you're going from – being used to one team and one system to then, you know, hopping right into another team system. And, and so getting used to that was, was a challenge in itself. And then, you know, getting, you know, having to adjust to the speed of the game after just a couple of practices and, you know, getting right into the game, it was definitely difficult. Um, But, you know, the, the coaching staff and the team was so great last year and, welcoming me and and really doing their best to help me get adjusted as quickly as possible so that I could try to help the team in any way and so that was you know it was definitely an adjustment that that took some time but I also think that it it kind of helped me moving forward into this season because you know I had experience in a game and I kind of knew what to expect from the speed and skill of, of the NWHL. You're also a part of the USA National Team Selection Camp. How much would it mean to you to represent the USA at a future World Championships or Olympics? I mean, it's obviously very special, you know, because growing up we didn't have that NHL option. Um, you know, you always dream of representing your country then on the international stage. And so, you know, having that, having participated in USA hockey camps and, um, you know, having that option it's definitely a dream of mine it's going to be interesting to see exactly how that uh, pans out for you and of course we are in an olympic year as we've seen a few of the players leave the nwhl to go and do that but um just before we talk about the riveter season so far we've had some questions coming from the listeners so let's start with those eric ayala asks what would be your walk-up song if you play pro fast pitch softball I'm actually, I'm glad that I saw that on Twitter last night because I had to give that a lot of thought <laughs> because I like so many different kinds of music, but I would have to say um, my walk-up song would have to be probably the chorus of Candyman by Zed and Aloe Black. I think it's a good kind of, it definitely gets me pumped up, but in a very kind of happy and upbeat kind of way. And so, um, you know, I think that that would get my mind right for for my at-bat, so to speak. <laughs> These questions come in, they do put you on the spot. Nick and Jilly ask, would you like to stay involved in hockey after your playing days are over, and in what capacity? I absolutely see hockey you know, being a part of my life for a very, very long time, even after I'm done playing. Um, you know, I think, especially in my area, getting involved in the local teams and clinics, um, and then, you know, I, I definitely see myself 
um, coaching down the line. You know, it's something that whether I'm coaching very competitively or even just coaching my kids, um, you know, hockey is something that has taught me a lot. And is, that's, you know, something that I'd like to pass on to, to future hockey players. No, excellent. And finally, from Steph, who says, favorite cartoons growing up? Um, I mean, I can always remember every day I would wake up and we had this little TV in our kitchen. And so I'd wake up. Um, we're talking like elementary school, kindergarten age. I would wake up and I would, you know, get dressed and go downstairs. And my mom would have make me some breakfast and I would sit at the kitchen table and watch Rocket Power before school every day. So that would have to be my absolute all-time favorite cartoon growing up would be Rocket Power. Just like to thank everyone's questions that were sent in to us and obviously appreciate you answering those as well, Kelsey. But just before we let you go, it's Riveters against the Whale this weekend. What's your thoughts ahead of this game? I mean, you know, I'm excited. I didn't get to um, play in the in the last game against the Whale. And so, you know, I'm I'm very excited to kind of see what the whale has to offer um you know i think the riveters are really we're building off of our successes so far and um every game that we've played has been a a teaching point because there have been goods and bads in all of our games and luckily um because of our hard work and our speed we've been able to you know kind of grind out games and pick up wins but you know there's definitely things that we're going to work on this week at practice um building off our last game in buffalo and um you know, kind of move forward and continue with with our speed and our skill and our strength and just our hard work, really, I think is what has gotten us so much success. And so, you know, this weekend, obviously, Connecticut is a very skilled team. They work so hard. Um, you can never really count them out of the game, as you can see from their last game against Boston, um, you know, coming back and, and winning in the shootout. Um, they have a lot of skill. They have very good players. But, you know, I think it's going to be important for us to just keep working hard, especially this week at practice. Um, and then just kind of execute on our systems and our plays this weekend. And I think it's going to be a great game. I think for me, it's going to be interesting how the whale handle the offensive juggernaut that's been the riveters so far this season. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, our speed contributes to that a lot and, you know, it all starts, I mean, it all starts on the back end with, with Katie and with Fitzy and, She's been so amazing so far this season, um, and I absolutely don't see that changing, obviously. Um, She's a rock back there, and we know that, you know, we can kind of take those risks and and use our speed and jump up in the play um, because she's going to be back there, and she's, you know, always that that cornerstone to our our team. Um, And then, you know, going from there, you know, breaking the puck out well and just giving our forwards the, the opportunity to use their speed and and their offensive ability, um, I think, has really been a key for us so far this season. For now, I'd like to thank Kelsey for joining me and wish you and the team all the best for this season. Thank you very much. I had an amazing time. (laughs) Great stuff as well from Kelsey, and that just about wraps up today's episode. I'd like to thank Jamie Goldsmith and Kelsey Colzer for joining me on Women's Hockey Digest. You can find all the relevant social media links in the notes for the episode, including their Twitter handles. Every week, I'll be joined by players from the NWHL to discuss all things NWHL from a player's perspective. But for now, I've been your host, Stephen Edwards. You can find me on Twitter at TalkSportStephen. You can find the podcast at WH Digest. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes or your podcast app. All the details are in the episode notes. But until next time, it's a good night from me.